on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Fanboys, this is a Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, the frit to my apple fritter, Derek McCaw! Are you chewing gum? I'm not sure that works. Are you chewing gum? No. Okay. It's dentine. It's not gum. That's sort of, spit it out. Mm-mm. Spit Mm-mm. it Mm-mm. out. Relax, Mm-mm. Derek. You're not in school anymore. Uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104. And it is sweet. In Santa Clara, California. It is Wednesday, November 4th, and we're sort of live here, almost uh, it's not no- Is it November 4th? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. I was going to say... Uh, we're into the controversy already. The, you know, well, no, because I thought you voting dressed up day for Halloween. yesterday. Yeah, so. there yeah. you go. So anyway... I got confused with the so years. So yeah. did you vote yesterday, Lon? I did. Yes? I voted for the New Jersey guy who lost. And we're in California. That may have been part of the problem. Oh. Well, I never can get these things right. I know. <laughs> I All right. So uh, anyway, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Comics, movies, TV. I'd still like to say up top here, if anyone wants to enter our contest to win the copy of the Hatter M graphic novels. Yeah, both. Yeah, I'm giving that away yet. No Are they both hardback? I have both in hardback. Okay. No one has written in. Can we give it to somebody at the store? I see Shop Boy <laughs> grinning like going, I just got two graphic novels. Um, because no one has written in. This is the last one. Quarter away. I'm going to take... What? Nothing? I'm going to take it to uh, (laughs) November 11th. After November 11th, people, I'm giving up. It's a hard deadline. Actually, what's going to happen is that... It goes to Toys for Tots. No, I mean, I can tell you what it is. The next time we make a convention appearance and have have an audience and do Stump the Zorla, that's a fantastic prize. Yep, yep. One of the highest quality prizes, along with a copy of Alien Trespass on DVD. So I've got some stuff that the... Uh, and I'll give you a knuckle sandwich. Oh, dear Lord. Because <laughs> that's free. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we anyway, let's get to some comic stuff. Um, let's start... They, they came out today. What? Oh, some comics came out today. They did. Uh, did you read any of them? Not yet. No, I, I read the Doom Patrol that came with my... I got a yellow ring. Oh, I got a yellow no. ring, too. Fancy I have the you. ability to uh, inspire great fear. By standing too close that, to How Steve. does that ring work anyway in the story? Is it supposed to be – does it draw on the fear of its victims or does it, uh, it just cause fear? It uh, uses its powers f- uh, drawing from the avatar of fear, Parallax. Okay. Right. Parallax is the battery. it manifests itself much like any other construct from any ring works. It, so the, it uses its powers from? only for evil. evil. Is that what no, you're saying? No, not technically. Oh. See, that's it, what's it making the, the story confusing. Fear. Because mm. Sinestro is awfully snooty about it, and he's pink. snooty. He's always but he's snooty, also, but he yeah, he's always been. And, but Jeff Johns is making this. This again a storyline where I feel like if there was nothing else, like if the story didn't have to go on, if the characters didn't have to go on afterwards, yeah. If this was a one shot epic, Sinestro would be a fascinating character, and he is a fascinating character the way Jeff Johns writes him because of the mustache, right? Yeah. It's absolutely about the mustache. <laughs> yes. 
it's it's about the that all the evil he's apparently done has been building up because he believed in the prophecy of the blackest night, and he believed that making the core stronger. He by was making that everything he's done has been to strengthen the core. So wait, he's a neocon? Yes. That, oh, okay. That's that's a interesting political insight, Lon. Thank you. Two thousand nine is almost over, people. Um, so yeah. Uh, so, it, because he's allied himself now, they've got a they've got a core within the core of right. how they've got Sinestro, right. one of the uh, Indigo. Indigos, and one of the wait, one of the Indigo girls is in there. Yes, uh, one of the one. they went to the mountain. There is only one river, so, and one of Star Sapphire. Star Sapphire. Well, Carol, Carol, it Ferris. is a Carol. Okay, and uh, so you know, they're, and they're gathering up to get all the colors together. Yeah. to have a, a a core of of the of the the rainbow. A Rainbow Coalition, if you will. Wow, that's another political reference. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Although they've established already, too, what the, you know, I, I know what's going to defeat the whole thing. Light. Love. Uh, no, a specific character is capable of. of Dove. Of, of, the White yeah. Ranger. Yeah. We can spell that. Is Dove is, is capable of. Yeah, she by herself killing she them. took yes. them out. No, not she. The original Dove, no, right? She, no, she. Oh, she. The living one. Yeah. Oh, she had a vision saw. of Hank of Don Hall Spoiler as well. Spoiler alert! No, I'm just kidding. Well, it was a week I, ago. This was a week ago, and okay. and she had a vision of Don Hall, and Don Hall said, "Also, you can save Hank. I never could." Mm. And so, going to bring back Hawk and Dove. The implication is that awesome. is that not only will she, can she defeat she can Black revert Black Lanterns, but she can revert their deaths. Interesting. That'd be kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know, it'll it it will be interesting to see it was how a, that plays out. It was out. an interesting scene. Good God, did you read the Titans, the Blackest Night Titans, when Donna Troy had get, the baby? Yes. had her baby, and she said, "This not that they're not the it ones we love." Happened off camera, but but yes. she well, you had still had the sound effect of her squashing the baby's head like a pimple. Right. Well, she's an Amazon, and she's and infected. She's badass. She oh, she was. She's infected. But see, that's Wait, playing it both it's ways too. It now? If she it's says infected? she's infected. That's saying it is classic zombie, right. while at the same time they're trying to say, no, they're not the I actual I didn't make heroes. it up. I know. It's a little bit iffy Wait, can you answer a continuity thing for me? Sure. Dove, the chick. What's her name? Do we know? Uh... I can't remember what her name is. Okay, she... didn't she have a kid? Like, wasn't she pregnant with, like, Hank Hall's baby or somebody? Like, didn't she have a baby a couple years ago? Does anyone recall this? Or did no, they I, write it out of I, continuity? I think, that's, I think that was written out of continuity. Okay. Pre-crisis. Um, and then because they because yeah, they pre-infinite pre, crisis well or? yeah pre, yeah because uh, but because they, they also it seems to me and I may have just missed something because I didn't read all the Titan stuff over the last decade or so but her sister the British Hawk mm-hmm. seemed to have come out of nowhere right. as far as I could tell too yeah. like they arbitrarily just said oh she has a sister because it's, because he's got a match. Hawk and Dove from the previous one. Mm-hmm. Never mind that the six issue Hawk and Dove, where it was kids, teenagers that had been uh, been operated on by the government. Do you remember that series? No, I don't. No, no one wants to remember that one. I only knew Hawk and Dove they from when uh, Leefeld did. They that tried one to get totally different. 90s. I'm going to say, that, and that when Leefeld did that one in the nineties, that was how he got his start. I love that. And I loved, I loved that. I loved Leefeld on Hawk and Dove. Wow, that was a rad story with Kessel, the villain, Kestrel, Kestrel. Yeah, I think you sure it wasn't Kegel. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Kegel's on a bird. That's an entirely different thing. But it will help your bird. Will it? Okay. If you do the exercise. Oh, fantastic. The the one, getting off of that, the one scene I really loved was when, what's the Red Lantern's name? Atrocitus. 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 When they took his heart. And it doesn't matter. The Red Lantern keeps, takes beats with the the rage. It's like awesome. Uh, Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. That's all in this one? 
That was in uh, 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 Green Lantern. Night. Actually, it's in the Green, oh, the Green Lantern Blackest Night. Um, but in that one, all kinds of creepy stuff happens, absolutely. Okay, I cannot wait to tear into it like a it, zombie into flesh. The, it's it's a good story. And, and you know, and here's the, it's another one of those, the Adam, who cannot maintain his own series. Right. Every time they try to put him in, it gets canceled shortly thereafter. No because it's short- about a little guy. Nobody wants but, to read but about that. But he was that. coming but, across big in but this But he one. always ends up being like absolutely huge. crucial yeah. to huge crossovers because he's always written really badass by some guy who's only dabbling with him for a little while. Right, right, right. You know, Jeff Johns did it, is able to do it. Mark Wade, Frank Miller, even in, in I like the dark. The, I've, been, I've, been, I've been working on my belt here, and they all go through the phone. Yes. That and, was awesome. And the fact, and I, Jeff Johns, if you're listening, and I wish you were, but I know Carr is, the fact that you made Mira yeah. into a major character, who the heck expected that? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, Mira's going to kick some ass, you know, and she's going to take some It's yeah. I, I, I want to see that. I'm, I'm excited, and that it's those not like the they're. They, it's not like they're not acting like the characters you know either. It's not like all of a sudden she's got Schwarzenegger jeans or something. No, she's, but it's what. It, but it's what heroism. Extrapolation. It's of, what heroism is about. Yeah. She is Rising in the, the wrong occasion. place at the right time, and she's the one that has to do stuff. Yeah. And, but that's not the role she would normally be right. playing. You right. know. So I, now there's you know Dan is kind of teasing that maybe there'll be plans for Mira afterwards, and in, in my entire comics reading career i've never thought oh i'd read a mira solo book yeah but now i'm kind of thinking yeah i'd read a mira solo, solo well, why book. do you think aquaman married her and not because she's she was a big some, nasty redhead because she was not this boring underwater mermaid no because shotgun wedding. he knew she kicked ass from another dimension as well yeah. she could, really she is from another dimension that she's really not. helps with like the family and the in-laws so that's yeah absolutely look absolutely that. absolutely and uh, are there any interdimensional girls and she, ha- and she has world? hard water power too moment. you should like that i like hard water um like powers. Calcium so and stuff. the other thing jeff john's course, she smells fishy though that's the problem <sighs> she's a mermaid stop i'm just saying stop okay stop anyway jeff john's also was rewriting superman with secret origin number two so you got yes, a chance to read that last week what do you think? When, uh, it was fine. The, it's a light. It's a light story. It's touching on all the right stuff. And, and here's where it's differing from Birthright. So now I'm I'm willing yeah. its existence. Although the only thing I'm finding with the artwork, it's kind of a weird, different thing that, than Lon has, is because he's so good at at showing us like Christopher Reeve ish tendencies that I'm looking at all the rest of Legion and going, who are they really? Which actors okay, are you okay, modeling? Okay, who do you after? think Saturn Girl was modeled, modeled after? I don't know, but she was hot. Um, and I can't think of her name either, but uh, the uh, uh, Capricorn um, – oh, uh, the Battlestar Galactica. Trisha Helfer? Trisha Helfer. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Who seems a little too old. That was my only problem with it. And I think right. Alana she said looks that like a young Trisha Helfer. Is that she didn't look like um, – the, the Legion didn't look young enough to me. Yeah. You know, but I loved the story. I thought – and that idea of – and, and uh, getting and that – Let's not tell Brainiac 5 we brought him into the future. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and don't take them there because then they'll find out too much stuff. Because uh, I'm excited again to read them back into regular continuity the way I remembered them when I was a kid. Yeah, and wanting to see that, so they're a little more fun. So again, that was a fun issue. Yeah, and Lex Luthor, man, what an ass! You know, I yeah. mean, what a villain! And it. Why are you laughing at me? That's not what I did. <laughs> I like the fact you were bending over you away from us. Yeah, you said Lex Luthor, man, man, what an ass. ass. And, and then you bent over and went, ha, 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 oh, wow. 
Okay. It's a good thing it's, it's on like video, folks. It's like drive-in cinemas. We've got a double feature here now showing on screen number one. And two. And <laughs> anyway, um, another thing that came out last week, and I just want to tout because I, I absolutely love it, and it's uh, – so when I, whenever it comes out, from Do Gooder Press – uh, Aaron Williams, who is currently writing a really disturbing series for Wildstorm called North 40. Have you picked that up? Not at all. It's a really disturbing series, which is weird. Good disturbing? Yeah. It's okay. it's really it, – it, North 40 is basically that some – in a small Midwestern town, two goths, kids, are they found something equivalent – an old book of spells. Okay. Kind of like The Gate. I, perhaps, and what they've done is they they've read it. They've unleashed this evil that's basically cut off the town from the rest of the world. All right, and mutated supernaturally everyone within it. So there's like the this the picked upon high school girl is now like the zombie queen. She has a fantasy of dating this one guy, so she can actually create the undead to to like invade prom. Oh, she's not a zombie herself. Not it doesn't seem so. Um, but there are some characters that are zombies. There are vampires. There are harpies. Uh, one guy's dad has become the font was a farmer, and so he's become basically like an earth elemental. Earth, earth elemental. Um, so they're they're isolated in this. They're town. They're isolated. They, and, they, these things can't leave the town. Right, and kind of like True Blood. The, yeah, uh, you know. So there are people that they haven't read up on it. They don't know what's happening. They don't understand what's happening. And there's a sheriff trying to figure it out. But they're all you know they're. they're they're all people that it's just never something that would occur to them that this is possible. So it's an interesting series. But what Aaron Williams has has been known for before is a series called the Nodwick Chronicles. Yeah, you know online. I've right? seen those. Yeah. And uh, and then the one that just came out last week, uh, PS two thirty eight. Uh, he does is a monthly book about a, about an elementary school for superpowered children. And uh, last week the trade paperback came out, Daughters, Sons, and uh, and Shrink Ray Guns. So I just wanted to tout it because it's, it's collecting the, the last six issues of the series or the most recent six issues of the series. And it is it is a great – it totally tweaks. If you know comics, if you know superheroes, it's funny. But he takes these jokes, and these jabs at comics in a way that you don't need to know. Like, so my daughter is hooked on PS 238. Yeah. She gets, like, there's a uh, the son of the Hulk kind of character named Bernard, who's blue. I had to explain the copyright violation thing to her. But there's a, a character who is basically the Sandman, who has created um, a childlike version of himself to pass as a human that looks like Neil Gaiman. But, so you get that joke that he looks like Neil Gaiman, but... It's it's still kind of just that the what age group is this targeted at? Uh, no, it's 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 perfect for kids. It's just but that, how many kids are going to recognize? No, Game that's on? what I'm saying. There is loaded with inside jokes for those of us who get it. Okay, adults. But the plotting—that's what we are. The plotting and the jokes are are aimed are aimed at all ages, and it's really an appropriate you know it's an an appropriate book for all ages. Okay, because it's set in elementary school, it totally catches kids' attention because it's kid heroes. And introducing interesting concepts and tropes that you know are from more cosmic Stan Lee kind of things, but and Jack Kirby stuff, but still on a level the kids understand. And it's uh, so like I said, a new trade came out. I feel like I have to tout it every time it comes out because it's a great, great. So series. a trade came out with the publisher, uh, Do Gooder Press. Do Gooder Press. You so said that at the self, beginning. Self published. Yeah. Always worth bookending these things with uh, people. Would you not who are criticize me? Critique me? I'm not. On I'm the helping. Air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have that game. Don't be a victim. I'm not. Okay. I'm setting up for myself. Okay. 
I'll unplug you later. Do that. So uh, then next week you get to finally see what you've been waiting for, Batman and Doc Savage. Yep. DC's been running preview Not so pages. excited really about Batman and Doc Savage. I just want a good Doc, Doc Savage. Savage story. You know what I'm I like actually about a Doc little Savage? worried about Batman Doc Savage. What an ass. That's what I like about him. <laughs> well, he is the perfect man. Yeah. He works out. Yeah. Two hours here a day. It's bronze, too. <laughs> the man of bronze. Yeah. The ass of bronze. Well, I, you know, I think the whole thing is they've got to do the uh, – they must be thinking that they've got to do a, bat, a Batman crossover in order to get people to pick it up. I guess. Never. Well, how long has it been – now I know that you know you're buying those. I don't know how long, the, how how often those come out. The the two no, pulp novels together in the kind of a magazine yeah, format. Very, uh, I'm a little quarterly? behind in buying them. I think they come out at least quarterly, maybe every other month. Okay, but that's still a very boutique publication. That's, right, that's more for the real collector. How long has it been since, since Bantam has had Doc Savage novels out in the mainstream that's bookstores? Been, you know, fifteen twenty years. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I can remember buying a couple of them at. At Borders or Barnes and Noble, so yeah. I mean, but that's been, yeah, I, it's got to it's got to been fifteen years. So I think for the modern comics reader, Doc Savage isn't that accessible. Sure, there wasn't enough interest in in even the film to you know press it as a regular DVD that was part of Warner's. If you order it, they will make one and send it to you. Right. deal, but not um, you know. So the characters kind of kind of faded away, and yet everybody seems to love him if they know him. Well, I think the character type's gone. I mean, it's it's just not a, a type of character you see anymore. Well, actually, the uh, there've been a number of. I was thinking about this the other day because there've been a number of kind of homages to Doc Savage recently. Of course, Planetary had mm-hmm. had the uh, mm-hmm. the character in it, and then we had Doc Frankenstein, which uh, was a Thanks great. Thanks for reminding series. me. I didn't. I didn't read that. You know. Well, because the la- it's been it's been longer since the last issue of Doc Frankenstein than it was between the last Planetary. two issues of Planetary. Right. I forgot I liked that book. That was an excellent book. But I was thinking about characters from that era or f- around that well, time. Well, let's not also forget by the way the Venture Brothers because Doc Venture was Doc Savage. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The the so. uh, Rusty's father. Right. And yeah. it was, was supposed to be a Doc Savage. Well, yes. Character. He had the torn shirt, everything. Indeed. Um, but I was trying to think of a of a successful relaunch of an old character like that, and they they try it every now and then. I think probably the one that's that's most often done is like Tarzan, yeah, that, that comes back. And they've I guess they've got some success with the Phantom right now, at least that. that but that's still strong in Europe. Yeah. But pulp characters like the um, shadow. The shadow, shadow comes back and then it goes away and it comes back and goes away. And the Lone Ranger to some extent. Yeah. Zorro. But is that still being published right now? Yeah, by Dynamite. Lone Ranger. Very okay. successful. Yeah. And Zorro uh, back and forth um, Yeah, in that. So, Which I think Dynamite is also printing a Zorro adaptation uh, – or not adaptation but a Zorro comic as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And, and But I think you're right. I mean it's, it's difficult for these characters that get published as – in, as uh, honoring the way they were to make it these days, I'm. Yeah, I, I think that Marvel had a good run with Doc Savage. They had two books at one time. They had the black and white, and they had a. Color. They were not simultaneous. Though. They weren't simultaneous. They were not. Okay. I have every comic book appearance of Doc Savage from the '60s forward. The, the the color comic Marvel did were they did four four adaptations of the novels, two issues each. Mm-hmm. And then the black and white magazine uh, was original stories. Like I thought they did Death and Silver in the black and white as well. 
No, Death and Silver was one of the color ones. It was okay. one of the color. They did Man of Bronze. I, I so thank you because I was trying to remember what the, what the two in between were. They began with Man of Bronze, which they then reprinted as a giant sized Doc Savage movie tie in special, right. and then. Uh, and that was after the issue, the comic had already run its course, and they felt like he was too hardcore that maybe he needed to be see if the black and white mm-hmm. way where you didn't have to do the comics code would work. And so they did Death and Silver. I know they ended with Brand of the Werewolf because Pat joined the group at the end of the of the color comic, and then the the black and white didn't really necessarily pick up continuity from what they had done to adapt. He'd also teamed up with The Thing in a Marvel 2-in-1, yes. which is not reprintable. It's not included in the uh, essential Marvel 2-in-1s. They oh. skip over it because they don't have the rights to Doc Savage. And there was a Spider-Man giant-sized si- giant team-up with Doc Savage as well, um, which I don't know. That's probably not been reprinted either. Right. So that, that's the difficulty there. You know, They did it, sure. Uh, a company called Millennium did them in the 90s. And they, their last series ended incomplete. I think that's 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 right. I think yeah. they had two out of four issues that came out. That was actually a good run. Yeah, well, and they did, and they alternated. They did original stories with mm-hmm. novel adaptations because they did uh, the Magic Island or yeah. Fantastic Island. Fant- the one that was called Ost, I thought uh, was uh, Ost was the original pulp. Right. We're the getting too arcane. We've okay. utterly lost Lawn. Yeah. Point is, next week we get to see Brian Azzarello taking it on for starting a new fifty third universe for DC. Uh, dimension or fifty third Earth, the Savage Verse, the Pulp Verse, basically. Pulp-verse. So they're taking their characters or versions of their characters and putting them there. So there'll be Black Hawk will be the, will be there. So we're starting with the Batman Doc Savage, I think four issue miniseries. And the thing that you found notable, what and Azarello has had to apparently defend himself quite a bit in the press about is that Batman carries, carries guns. guns. Which he says, of course, in a very in, uncomfortable location. In the first year of Detective, but it's a different Batman, right? Yeah, right. Still Bruce Wayne, but he's, uh, but yes, but it, Azarello's defense is that in 1939 he carried a gun. Then too. he carried yeah. a gun in the first year yeah. of Detective. So, uh, and then Doc Savage has to investigate who is this new masked crusader because then it's a world without masks. Batman is the first to to do that. I don't know if DC got the rights to the Shadow or not. If that's he's going to be included. But what will but in this new Earth fifty three, the spirit will be included, a revised version of the of Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and so like the original Blackhawk will still be alive, but that's not he's old and not the guy running the team now, and I can't remember who who else. But basically, they're they're creating a place where they can negotiate with Street and Smith to get or Condé Nast, whoever owns the characters now, yeah, to get more and more of them and they have a place they can put them into continuity without constantly as is awkwardly happening with the red circle with uh the milestone books suddenly whoops we're in continuity we've oh, always been here in DC, the dc universe hopefully their lawyers now could hey, they could stretch out it could be fun to get like the uh wu fang and uh, some of the the villain characters i love those guys i, I knew fang oh clan. my gosh i knew that was coming um fu manchu you know if they could I love get that band too they're good <laughs> Jeez, uh, uh, and then the Spider and uh, yeah, the Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Avengers in there. They do have the Avenger. Oh, they do have the, they do have the okay. Avenger. So they're gonna be the, for that four issue miniseries, and then there's, I can't remember what the title is of a, of another miniseries that will introduce all those characters together and explain how they all fit. Yeah, and then hopefully that will spin off into Multiple a Doc magazines. Savage solo book, uh, an Avenger or a. 
Justice Inc. It would probably be awkward to have a book called The Avenger when Marvel has every other iteration of The Avengers as a title. They could try. <laughs> Whose lawyers are more powerful right now? Let's Warner watch. Brothers I'd or watch, Disney's? I'd pay to watch that battle. Yes. I'm going to say Disney's lawyers are more powerful. The ultimate Marvel-Disney crossover. Lawyers. Lawyers. <laughs> Lawsuit. Um, Marvel-Disney. Marvel-DC. I, I, knew, yeah, I, I knew what you meant. Because um, you get Mickey into it, oh. and that's just awkward. Um, Mickey used to carry two guns back in the 30s, too. That's actually true. Yeah, no. Have you ever seen it's a uh, Two Fist Willie? I think was the movie. It was. Yeah. I saw a movie with that title. That's but not a Disney movie. No. Um, so I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, Awkward. Galloping gotchos. Next on the list. Um, so <laughs> next on the list. Speaking of Marvel, their lawyers might not be as powerful because it was really re- uh, revealed this week that their profits this quarter. Marvels. Marvels were down 60% from the same time last year. Oh, I wonder why. The Could it difference? be the economy? No. What is, what's the difference this year, Lon? You know. Um, Shopboy's going to raise his hand, but I'm not going to call on Shopboy. I'm going to call on Lon. Why do I know that Marvel's profits are down? Why, why would you think Marvel's what's profits are down this year? This what's year? different this year? They had to compete with G.I. Joe. That's right. No. Uh, oh. Kind of, but yeah. No uh, big tentpole movie out yep, this summer. There's exactly right. it. They had no movies this summer, therefore their their profit, which is that's amazing. Sixty percent. Sixty percent. Now, it, you know, some now, readers granted, sh- probably not all. That's you're probably your answer. Your first answer was probably correct. That, that, that the economy down. Is a factor. Readership is down a little bit. Um, it was it was secretly revealed because well, all those Obama comics and now everybody hates Obama and then now they're just they're mad. Although earlier today, earlier Obama. today I saw them break into a stash and sell a guy ten Obama Spider Mans. Ten. Ten today. Ten. Was he Republican? What was that deal, Shop Boy? Tell us about that. I saw. I was here earlier. I saw this oh, happen. They're, they're like fifth printings. They're, Still, they're cover price. Yeah, but this guy bought ten, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's done it before. To throw darts at. No, he's I speculating. He's, he's people don't hate people Obama. Don't know any better. Do you hate Obama? Not yet. Did you vote against him in the election yesterday? I did. It wasn't even <laughs> something you could do. No, I voted on I, I'd Facebook. Like to, I'd like to explain that the the voting booth that Lon voted at gave him stamps at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it, it was a writing. The writing. It lit up and said, Obama. "The cow says you." You have a magic mailbox. I have a magic voting booth. <laughs> Indeed. In your apartment? Go I can just awesome. vote for things I like and don't like. <laughs> yep. Scrawled on the thing. Obama sucks. So, um, although, but I would say that, Lon, is probably true, though, that Obama, when, when did that come? Well, it wasn't the same quarter last year, but that was a big, that was a big boost. Yeah. Uh, we know readership's down. We also know, strangely, do you know what the top-selling comic of, of the last year has been? Of the last year? Sugar Invasion? This last year? Uh Title or issue? Title. Well, title and issue. It's a, it was a one shot. The best selling comic of mine oh. has oh, been a one year? shot uh, of, the, of the last year. Of the, of and it was really. I, I'm saying 2009 because I believe it came out. In, the end no, of it came out in the summer of 2008. So, so last summer, a one shot. And it was revealed at Con- oh at, at Captain the, America 600. At, nope, at the Big Apple Comic Con. Uh, the Spirit no. No. sold over a million copies. I'm going to kick myself because I can almost... No, you're not. No? Can I get a publisher? Oh, it's not going to be Archie, the Archie wedding no. thing, is it? No, okay. you can get a publisher. It's actually a DC book. It's a DC book. Uh, that surprises me. Um, uh, was oh. it? We talked to one of the cover artists at San Diego. 
and he told us a story about nobody asking for his autograph when he was signing the cover. We did. You and I did. At the Omni. Oh. Yeah. Dave Gibbons did the alternate cover. Watchmen? Yes. No. Oh. Peter. Gears of War. What? The video game tie-in, which sells it at the at the all the video game stores. Wow. Sold over a million copies. Really? Wow. And DC doesn't talk about it because it did. Nobody at comic book stores knows about it. Ordered it. What? Well, I mean, we we sell it here, but we. Don't well, it's elusive comics. I mean, yeah, we've well, got everything here. But it's not, but, you know, and the thing we, the thing is Dave Gibbons said, like, you know, if you go to comic that's how big it is. Dave Gibbons goes to the whatever publisher of the game it is. Right. Microsoft. Uh, is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, no. Um, Microsoft, he goes to the, to the studio, you know, and sits there at the booth and says he'll sign the cover. And nobody in the video game section of the Comic-Con knows who Dave Gibbons is. So nobody stops. Blasphemy. So for three hours, he sits there and nobody nobody asks for his autograph. Now, if he was sitting at DC, he would have been mobbed. He would have totally, you know, had a hand cramp or something. So um, I think you got to pay extra for a hand cramp. Uh, uh, how about the Great Ten? I don't know why. That's Are they segue. really that great? Are I understand they? the Great Ten has a new book today. <laughs> the Great Ten does. Speaking have, of Great Ten, no, has a. Is it a one shot? No, it's no. a miniseries. Really? It's an eight issue so you can get Why? eight weeks of Great Ten action? Eight, eight months of Great Ten action. That's what I meant. Um, the Chinese super team. Can you name one? Oh, uh, Master oh. of Enormous Reality or something like that? You could be right for all I know oh, and for all okay. I care. Um, no, there's, there's Shining Dragon of Light. There's August General in Iron. I remember that because oh, yeah. there was a, just a one of the Brave and the Bold... Uh, Comics has Parodied the Great Ten. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the, t- the comic book version of the kids show has uh, had Batman teaming up with the Great Ten to find the Abominable Snowman, the Yeti, because one member of the team is Yeti. Like Sasquatch. They're like, they're like the Alpha Flight of China. Oh. Yeah, if I'm going to pass So it's going to get canceled after, after six issues, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. It's going to come back with a completely different team, and they're going to constantly be changing identities. It'll be, be the OK9. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't there Big Hero Six, and or that was a Japanese one? Uh, I think Big Hero and Six Marvel. is Marvel, right? Yeah, right. and then there's the Young Super Team, which is was introduced in Final Crisis. Great Ten got that's one of our, Japanese. That was and one of those just, things. One of those things that we got dropped on us through Fifty Two, right? Yes, man. World War Three. Grant right? Morrison came up with the idea for uh, or Countdown for the Great Ten. Was it Fifty Two? I want to say it was Fifty Two, but I, I could be wrong there. Well, it was fifty. It was the end of Fifty Two, and then World War Three encapsulated the la- the end of Fifty Two. And yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. Uh, Black Adam went through. One of, one of Basically, the, Black Adam went through the Big Ten to. Kill one of the of great ten turned out to be Egg Fu. The Egg Fu Young. No, no, no. He wasn't part of the great ten. Yeah, Egg Fu was the tenth. They said was the secret tenth member of the great oh, ten. I didn't remember that part. And I thought Egg Fu was the uh, the villain at the. And he was one of the scientists on, that, on, on Long, Long Island. Island. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah. And so China had been okaying and, and funneling money into the Oolong Island experiment. So because uh. of Egg Fu. But I think the the moral to take away from this is. 
None of us care. That would be the moral. I, well, you know, the, the thing I think is like, well, who's reading? Who's going to read that? If you're an American, you, you're reading about American heroes, and apparently other cultures are reading about American heroes. You know, I don't like to sound American-centric. I just think they were it was a boring concept. They just sprung these guys on us and gave gave them a bunch of uh, – Well, yeah, I'm not saying ethnocentrism. I'm saying if China had created a, had created a team called the Great Ten, yeah. then – Right, you instead know, of a couple of guys on Manhattan. In yeah, Manhattan. you know, that'd be different. Yeah. yeah. and we, Because international heroes n- never, I mean, it's like... Unless you, they're written well. I mean, look at like Captain Britain. Oh, he became pretty another character who keeps getting canceled, but oh. but for a long time was written and the produced in, in England yeah. and so forth. But if you read uh, Justice League, Cry for Justice, the James Robinson uh-huh. miniseries, I mean, like in the first issue, he basically wrote off-screen deaths for almost, which he had done in Starman too, for almost all the Global Guardians. Uh-huh. Like the the international heroes exist just to tell maybe two or three interesting stories, and then they get their asses handed to them yeah. by by some major super. You want to know why though? Why a metric system? Oh yeah. yeah. I just it gets them every time. Well, if a great ten centimeters is not the same as great ten inches, that's true. <laughs> You're telling me. Okay, and so yeah, and yeah. the other thing too is if you uh, James Robinson took over Justice League of America, I want to say this that Justice League of America, his first issue, um, basically explains the fate of everybody in Cry for Justice before that before that series, that series has come anywhere near ending. Yay, DC, another ti- masterful timing. Uh, so I'm like, well, there's no suspense here. When that happens, that's not going to be a surprise. I mean, it's vague enough that you don't know exactly how the battle went down, but you know right. all the consequences of the battle. Right. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? That's Maybe that's DC cleaning house a little bit, going, hey, if you can't get your books finished on Are time. Are there too many readers they need to get rid of them? Guess what? Uh, no, I'm talking about their, their it's creators. The, it's the same writer on both books. Well, then he better step it up. Yeah, well. Or step it out. That's where I find it odd. And then that takes us back to Ambush Bug number seven, the most bitter humor book in the history of DC. <laughs> bitter humor. It, it is. It's a, Bitter honey. It, it, it wasn't all that funny, really. No. No, it, it wasn't. And, uh, it and was, that art style at the beginning with the Oh, detective. that's the team from Tiny Titans. Yeah. So yeah, you say that three times fast. The team for Tiny Titans, the team for Tiny Titans. What was with the guy Titans. wearing the wig? Now and he say took Nipsey. the wig off, and Nipsey. I didn't get that at all. What? The, the two creators are sitting at the table, you know one is wearing a red, red no. wig. I don't know. I takes didn't get that, that off either. halfway I through. didn't get that Nipsey either. five times. Sorry. Yeah. Nipsey five times. So. Stop it. Nipsey, 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 Nipsey. Yeah. Okay. We've gone completely off the rails. Let's get back on the Deathlock. Anything? Deathlock uh, came out this week. Uh, what? Did it? There had been some. Is it sold out? Nah, don't think so. I don't think so. Death, Did you read the original series, Lon? Death, death Lock, not Death Clock. Death Lon's headed out. I thought we'd have a conversation. No, what Lon's going to do right now is he's going to take it off the shelf and make a big show of like he's going to buy it. Okay. And then mysteriously, all the comics he has stacked in front of him will make their way back to the shelves. Oh. I know that trick. Do you? I use that trick all the time on you. It does, just not on a Wednesday. It works very well on a Tuesday, let me say. Because on Tuesdays, Tim is just so grateful for company. So, did you read the original Deathlock? Which one is the original? Because it's the he's uh, originally like a the Paul Galassi, like a horror character. It was originally he? it was a, a series. It was also almost a mystery as to how he came to be. He's wandering around trying to find. Because here's here's my introduction to Deathlock. Um, 
Originally, when I first heard about Def- Deathlock, he was Luther Manning. Manning. Yeah. And he did a guest spot in a Captain America. Okay, that was, was much that, after that. Rick and I were talking about that. This, uh, that's what, that so was, that was my, my first, first introduction to, to Deathlock. And then, a few years after that, they did the prestige format miniseries. Yeah. Where it was a new guy. Yeah, was being, that Dennis Cohen on the art? I was trying to remember. I can't it. remember. I just what's funny is I just pulled it out of my boxes and started reading it again in the last couple months. Was but, it good? Because I think I only read, read the first issue. It's hard to say because it's definitely an '80s book. Um, it has kind of a RoboCop feel to it in yeah. the sense that you know a guy taken away from his family. Yeah. Now he's encased in this killing machine, and that was kind of. I mean, that's he's always trying been to bring humanity to this killing machine. You know, so. In the first one, he had a he had a um, computer on his back, so there was always dialogue between the computer on his back. That was and in himself. this one too, yeah. And they didn't necessarily get along. But well, he was always trying to tell it to do things it didn't want it. He would always, you know, right. Not enough power for this. Well, screw that. Revert the power to do that. You know, anyways. Yeah. But I, I just think the concept of Deathlock has always been cool. You know, just yeah. kind of humanoid kind orgasm, of killing machines uh. semi-dead soldier inside the uh the armor this almost looks like i looked at this cover and i looked at the the two hands and i looked like iron this man, yeah. i looked at this kind of cavity in his chest and they did that are they saying he's made from the iron man armor he might be the new Deathlock might have iron man tech yeah that looks interesting i might check this would out. be cool i might have to check that out as well yeah. so it's definitely a concept that would be ripe for a film no Standing separate in continuity with recognizable things like, you know, we're used to the view. I mean, well, that's the beauty of <clears throat> In a way, that was what Marcus, whatever his name was in Terminator Salvation, the character that uh, Sam Worthington played. Kind of. But I mean, like that Marvel idea. needs to uh, cinematize, uh, make more movies out of the continuity, like of the superhero genre, because that's where they get most of their success, like with Blade and right. that franchise. Which this I think could even be a Joe, totally great. I think Joe Casada has recently said, "Yeah, Blade works really well in film, but right. terrible in but comics. terrible in comics." Yeah. <laughs> now, looking through this, uh, just you know, kind of flipping through, looks like a new kind of origin story. There's not even yeah, it's, a, it's back in, in the future. Have you read it? It's I haven't. Back I, re- I read in like the I read like the first six issues off the website. Uh, six issues, six Death pages off the website. His dad at the undersea. So this looks like coming under the sea dance. Yeah. Is it Luther Manning again or no? Yeah, it's they call him Luther Manning, I believe. Not Mike Travers. Was that the other one? I don't, I don't remember. I think the other actually, one was a black dude. Oh, so Luther, Luther Manning. Luther's oh, okay. Well, this yeah. guy looks like a white dude. But I think there's been I think there's I been two or three uh, different Deathlocks in continuity. Yeah, I think you're right. So, um, well, who was? I mean, the last time we and saw, and he's been pulled out of time before too. Yeah, he's right. grabbed out of the future and brought. Well, back. that's what the Captain America crossover, yeah. and that was a great. That I mean, was awesome. That was a great book. Um, but no, the last time he popped up was in that Beyond miniseries a few yes, years ago. Uh, Kirkman. But I don't it. know who he was then. And then he most recently popped up in, well, it, he popped up in the Avengers when the Hood was trying to sell the Deathlock armor to the black market. Do you remember that story? But it, no, but, but that must have been that must have been the the one because the the Prestige miniseries you were mm-hmm. talking about. That guy was set in modern day Marvel mm-hmm. with modern tech. With modern tech, so, so maybe, maybe that was. Who, but at this point, they were just selling the armor. He was pretty much dead. I mean, he was pretty much a, just a carcass. They're like, it's Deathlock. It's a killing, you know, robot. Who wants to buy it? So, and this was just a couple years ago. This was uh, when the Hood was making his play yeah. at the Underworld. 
Now and then the Avengers, I think, busted up that sale. Or so we'll check like. that out and look at and yeah, talk about it. But Deathlok's always an interesting character, so yeah. I, I always find it. Was well, visually interesting. I loved the idea that I Captain America miniseries. Well, not miniseries because it was just a four issue arc within Captain America. Was it four? That was only like two. Now it was or? four. Was it four? Okay. That cool. The idea was that he was like the Captain America of the post apocalyptic landscape, and you know it's kind of cool that. Rough times call for a rougher hero. They really you know defined what? it in a way without, without wanna, betraying what the other heroes were. I want to make a request to Marvel Comics because I know they're listening. Sure. You know their visionary line where they did the Frank Millers and uh, uh, yeah. Sinkovitz, yeah. Thor, Sakevich, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Or, uh, well, Simonson Thor. Simonson, thank you. I was confusing that. Um, they need to do a Mike Zek uh, Captain America. Uh, I would love to see those collected. You know what I mean? You know, that'd that, be interesting. I think Zek's style is almost out of fashion. And it is, the, but that's the Captain America I kind of grew up on, and that's how I big, beefy Captain America with a big face and neck, and you know what I mean, like just this big corn fed all American hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's you know that's when Bernie, you yeah, know, when Bernie, he's Rosenthal Bernie Rosenthal, there, yeah. and you know, the well, that's how I was reading Cap too. That's I love that that <clears throat> run. So Marvel, if you listen, give me Visionaries, Mike Zach, Captain America. They give there me that go. run. Yeah. Is it, are any of those runs collected? You know, I think some are because I, it seems to me that I have this dim memory of the Cap Wolf stuff getting collected. Was that? Mike I think Zach was still. I think Zach was still drawing when. I don't know about that because like after a while, like after. No, you're right. Three hundred is like Ron Lim or something. Oh yeah, because Lim sort of did sort of a Zek Light look for a while. Maybe, but not as good. Though. Well, as I said, it's a Zek Light. It's Maybe not, okay. You know, it didn't have that. Don't get me wrong. I like Ron Lim. That power. So well, make that happen, a different Marvel. Style. Make, that make happen. it happen, Joey Q. There you go. Let's talk movies, shall we? Lobo casting rumor. What? Yeah, it just looks like. Give it to me, Daddy. Well. I'm not sure how much credence to give this because, of course, we heard earlier that it was supposed they were pursuing somebody who was um, Oscar nominee. Oscar nominee Guy Ritchie is apparently the director on the Lobo adaptation, um, and there's and what he said was just because Lobo is all beefed up and everything, that doesn't mean that the actor has to be. We can just CG over bull. Well, oh, here's the guy that can't. No, I meant Bull from Night Court. Oh, uh, no, uh, not that far off. Richard no. Mall would be a great choice. Uh, <laughs> they were actually going. Uh, the rumor is Clancy wow. Brown. Oh, he'd be fantastic as Lobo, yeah. but he's a little old. So I mean, if well, he that's just what did I mean. the he's voice. Old, he seems Lobo's old. grizzled. I mean, he's. And I've also, but I've also heard that he's up for the role of the goon. You can, you can hide a lot behind Ooh. that clown makeup he wears. That uh, so you know uh, between the two, I think I'd rather see Cla- or hear Clancy Brown as yeah, the goon. I would in the David Fincher produced animated film. Is there going to be a goon film? Yes, Shop Boy. Excuse yes. me while I go change. My They've been pants. making it for a while, haven't they? Well, they've been working on it. Yeah, they. Uh, if you search around on the web, I believe you can. E- you can even come up with some concept art. Ooh, they've I, done so. It's going to be three D CG. I like. Um, I like ADD. Moon. ADD. BDB. 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 Anyway, ABC. So I don't know how I feel about the Clancy Brown one. You know, I believe at some point in his career he probably should have been nominated for an Oscar, but I don't consider him the Oscar. I'm an actor, but he does have the supporting role as Shawshank. He wasn't. How well do you trust your wife? Did he get a supporting nomination for the Kurgan? He should have. <laughs> no. He should have. Um, he was awesome in that. Um, but one that is confirmed is casting, which sort of blows apart what everybody's assumed in Thor for the oh, last I heard about three, this. four months. Everybody's assumed Brian Blessed, who is like a patron, one of the patron saints of Kenneth Branagh, yeah. um, was going to be Odin. 
And apparently Brian Blessed had been going himself had been going around telling people he was going to be Odin. He do, he wrong. And it's been reported, no, that Sir Anthony – well, he's not Sir anymore. He dropped Sir because he became an American citizen. Anthony Hopkins. Tony. It, Tony Hopkins we call him Tony. is going to be Odin. People in the business. I see, yeah. by the way, Christopher Lee was knighted last week. So we have Sir Christopher Lee at least. Uh, hmm. Chris. Chris Lee, yeah. No. That's what we call him. No, not now. In Chris, the biz. Chris Lee is some kid you went to school with. Not well. Admit it. I, at dinner parties, he just, oh, please call me Chris. That's just not true. Or Dooku. <laughs> That's just not true. Anyway, so this is, so Anthony Hopkins He's wonderful at dinner is, parties. is going to play Odin. Yeah. Who knows? So who do you think Blessed's going to play? You think he's going to play Volstaff? Yes. He would be a great Volstagg. He's looking a little old, old for Volstagg, though. No, but, you know, again, if you CG, if you do... Co- I mean, nobody, first of all, nobody could actually be as huge as Volstagg is portrayed. Rush Limbaugh. No? Okay. Well played. Uh, my work. No, yeah, well played. Work. I was right there. Yeah. I, yeah. Except uh, yeah, no sense of humor there. Um, well, the wrong kind of sense of humor. Let's give Rush Limbaugh credit. I think that he does find himself funny. So Laugh at, laugh with. It's you know? yeah. painkillers. Uh, so, it, yeah. But who, we still don't know, like, how much of that Asgard mythos is going to be there. Will the Warriors 3 be there? Will they go that deep into it? We'll be seeing... Maybe this uh, is cameos. Giant battles. We don't know if we're seeing Balder. We don't know if we're seeing Hogan the Warriors. The can just—they don't have to be a big part of it. They can just be hanging out, and right. stuff. I mean, and I would bet that if you see that and you watch and you go, okay, depending on it's like it's like Lon's prediction way back when for Iron Man. When you see like the Oscar-winning actors as these little minor roles, it's like yeah. okay, Thor two will involve you know exactly. You know, give them something bigger. Give them something bigger. Yep. Um, any other casting rumors on on your part, Lon? Well, from Thor, else? though, there was that ru- the rumor rumor. Did you guys talk about that? The it was uh, no, no rumor rumors. De Niro and uh, oh, which was and Jude Law, but that yeah, was yeah. that was so clearly that was some oh, okay. That was like that guy who who talked who gave away spoilers to Indiana Jones: The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, so he found his part entirely edited out of the film. Oh, really? You know, it was I like it was. Yeah, it was some young actor yeah. who just started out. He was like a he specialized in ballet, so they hired him to be a Russian dancer, and and they he like totally spoiled what the script was about, and so they went and mysteriously he did not make it to screen, and his career <laughs> is now dead, and that was kind of the same thing going on with that rumor about yeah. this guy saying he had read for it and that De Niro. It was a way of getting his name in the trades and to say who's this hot actor who's going to be in a movie with De Niro and Jude Law. But it's like well, it's already got. <laughs> you know, uh, other people that people like Natalie Portman. So anyway, mm, I haven't heard any. Other I really haven't heard much casting. else. Than, uh, it's been kind of quiet. Other than Joss Whedon offered ten thousand dollars for the Terminator franchise this did he, week. Did he get that? Or are they? Not he offered ten thousand yeah. dollars. That's right. That's right. That's three zeros after the ten. You should read, read the letter he wrote it. with it too. It's pretty dang funny. He's yeah. like, so we'll t- we'll place it in a new like a whole new place, not just the future, but like a Middle Earth or something. I, Terminator of the Rings. <laughs> I just love the way he introduces himself in the letter. I can't remember. It's oh. it is funny, very self basic. Yeah. So it was, it was it was obviously meant as a joke, but the Terminator the rights to Terminator were up in the air. I bet he'll get it if somebody. I will laugh if he gets. I, it. I would think it was really. I, I would watch one Joss Whedon Terminator. Ditch the film. tech. This is the tag. There we go. Biotech Terminator. Well, you know, it would just all be like hot chicks fighting, doing karate and riding motorcycles, and then talking really funny. I'm sold. Oh, okay. stop right there. Yeah, what problem do you have with that concept, Lon? Well, normally I don't like it when they talk. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, another one I'm going to say ditch the tech. I saw the 3D Christmas Carol this week. Yes. 
And uh, this is with Jim Carrey. With Jim Carrey and Jim Too Carrey soon. and Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey. And is it is he is he multiple ghosts? Or? He plays all the ghosts. Okay, uh, except for uh, Marley. Marley is played by Gary Oldman, who also plays oh, Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim. Wow, do they? Are there like four people in this movie? Uh, Could they not afford more. actors? Or what? Uh, and Carrie Elwes plays every other British man in the. In it. <laughs> and uh, did they make this in their garage one afternoon? I or don't what? know. Um, you know, actually, it's fairly well done. It's just that I really felt there was something distancing about it. That it's the first Christmas Carol where I think they've stopped to spend time just going like, "Isn't this cool? What we can do." There's like long tracking yeah. shots over the pores on Scrooge's face, and you're like, eh, "Let's and move." And 3D faster. too. No, wait. Um, let me. I wanted to get. I think clear. the 3D is just the way. Look, cartoons are all going to be 3D from now on. Yeah, it's just it. You know? I wanted to clear something up about the story. Now, this this Christmas Carol, Jim Carrey. This is based on that Matthew McConaughey movie where the he has like girlfriends past, or something, past. right? Something like that, right? <laughs> And the girlfriends yeah, come back and it. haunt him. It was actually written by McConaughey. Teaches him his evil way. Right, yeah, it's a McConaughey piece. Is there, right? is there yes, some sort of surgery that I can have to prevent aneurysms? N- not, without, not without having lawn under anesthetic. Okay. Oh, oh, well, there's a surgery I can have performed on lawn. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what, what it is. you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> so, wow. Um, but, you know, so other than that, I mean, there's some really interesting ideas. And Jim Carrey playing... The different ghosts. I can see why it appealed to him. Certainly, I have one bit of feedback on their their animation style. It 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 got to me <coughs> the same way that Polar Express got to me, and I just went, "Oh, they don't look human. They and, don't. And they don't and, look like entertaining puppets." And a lot of it felt like it was like it was looking at an animatronic yeah. ride of a Christmas Carol. I liked the scene where Scrooge is going through the icicles, for example. Yeah, I liked the. Um, the Ghost of Christmas Past was an interesting idea for it. Uh-huh. It's a candle, and his head is the flame. Okay. But then, oh, I saw that in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> but, but you know, as a metaphor, it's kind of interesting. Uh, and Jim Carrey performs it very whispery, like he's you know trying yeah. to be like the wind flickering through the through the flame for Christmas Past. Yeah, for Christmas Past. Like my Christmas Past, jovial and no, huge no, Christmas present, present is get is is. Come close and know me better is the big oh, Scottish. Okay, and Jim Carrey plays that as well, and it's very good. Um, so, but the thing I, I guess I had is okay. If you've never seen a Christmas Carol, if you're lawn and oh, only sorry. saw the Matthew McConaughey film, very then good. go see this. Mm. But what I found myself because I've been you saw me, you know, I did that play a Christmas Twist a couple yes. of years ago, merging it with Oliver Twist in, yes. in a very sick and horrible way. And I, and I found myself getting bored just because I know the plot. Give, right. and there's nothing new you could both, or both should <laughs> give to the story. You know, that's the thing is we just – so many of us know that story so well, it's hard to find something new and exciting. Except when I, you have somebody like Patrick Stewart doing the whole thing. Yeah. Or Bill up. Murray. And uh, I enjoyed Scrooge. Right. But Jim, but Jim Carrey doing all the ghosts is kind of interesting. But They should have just had Eddie Murphy do it. He's used to that stuff. Um, so the clumps Christmas. I'm just totally going to ignore him now. Oh, okay. but, uh, it, it's. Uh, but I mean, is it not close to what Eddie Murphy does in all his movies? He plays all the roles. Yeah, except you know, he's not painted digitally. 
but he's got on lots of prosthetics. Though. Right, but Jim Carrey wouldn't necessarily. They've they just paint him and alter him, and even as a young man, they make it. So can more I say? Can, is it safe to say you're not recommend, recommending this it's, movie? It, I still don't know. I'd say Would if, kids it, love it. Kids who've never seen Christmas Carol. There's some scary things. Hmm. Are there's there some really are there scary better things? versions of the Christmas t- uh, Christmas? Uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. I, yeah. I'm going to say a Muppet Christmas Carol, and I'm also going to recommend Muppet Treasure Island. Those are classic films. But let me ask you this. Why now? Why not wait till Christmas to put this movie out? Did they think they were going to have like weeks of For the same reason that viewings? Macy's has Christmas shopping stuff up already. Yeah, I think it's getting an early start on getting people into the spirit of things. It is November after all. There's only 40 days of shopping till Christmas. Sure, but Good I Lord, mean. We've got to come up with a gift guide. Anyway. Um, I'm just saying. I think it's kind of too soon. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was surprisingly early too, and I'm, and I, I, I'm thinking you're not being sarcastic because I'm agree. not. I thought that it'd be something closer, like when kids were out of school. Yeah, right. Something um, the family will go take, and you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe do families get I that try into and keep Christmas in my heart all year long? Thanks, Evan. See, I don't celebrate Christmas until Veterans Day is over. So next year? No, Veterans Day, November 11th. Is it? It's the next holiday. Oh, really? You guys don't know Veterans Day. You get the day off from work. Yeah, I know. And I, get, I, don't. I know. I, I get, get next day Wednesday off from work. school. I have no idea what day it is. No, I November eleventh. I don't Veterans get. Day. I don't get okay. that day off. We'll from never work. forget. Um. Okay. Uh. So speaking of never forgetting, never forgetting. Uh, how about some TV? How about, how about it? How about never forgetting your? Where were you? What did you see in your vision? My six two months minute, in the future. Your two, two minutes and seventeen, 17 seconds. seconds. I'm not caught up. You're not caught up with. You can go ahead and talk. So you didn't about flash that. forward far enough. Clearly, I I only flash forward to episode two. This this last episode, I really hated the Halloween episode. The Halloween episode wasn't it? Wasn't the last episode the trick or treating and? Okay, I think I may be one behind. This was the one. Uh, the there was one where he finally puts together the the guy who's going to be with his wife. Yeah, that's the Halloween because okay. Dylan. Oh, was, that's right, Dylan right, right. Was that was the Halloween. It was my yes. house too. So. It's no longer a surprise as to why his wife is going to leave him because he's being such a dick Absolutely. about the whole – and it's so heavy-handed. While I might find that somewhat realistic in, in an alcoholic's behavior, it does make it hard to even say, woohoo, solve it. You go, Joe Fine. Yeah. You solve it. What great writing that was. How can we possibly get him to that space? And I'll just like, oh please, this is just so easy. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, it, 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 I still like the concept, but I, I was really bothered by the whole blue hand thing. Yeah, that they make the leap from a blue hand stamp. Is that you? Did you fail to turn off your cell phone during the recording of of this podcast? You don't podcast? have to acknowledge it. Just move on. Anyway, what was that, Derek? The blue hand. Hand stamp goes to a skeletal blue hand sticker yes, on, a stop on a stop sign, sign. to murder victims Pointing. whose hands have been painted blue. Yeah, I thought what would be great is if it was a total wild goose chase, and it should have been there. It was like a scavenger hunt to a party, and they get yeah, there. And well, much like party. the the masks. Where'd you get that mask? I bought it at the dollar store. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of you know. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I had issues. And then uh, a criticism I and read Do we on, really have to have politicians? A criticism the, I read online, and I've got to go with this too, I've got to agree with it to some extent, is if thousands, if tens of thousands of people minimally died as a result of the flash forward, right. 
Why is that not really being acknowledged in their day-to-day existence and only in a right, in a government right. trial? Why can't hearing? you? Why isn't there more of an effect on their daily lives? Yeah, no one seems to. Be, we all hear about the, you know they're showing all the successes and they're all worried about what they saw in the future. But yeah, like how about you lost a lot of people? How about as well? You can't fly anywhere because a lot of pilots died and flight crew. Uh huh. Right. And the vice and president that, died. What, we learned that this, the vice president was yeah. killed in the. In what the, I want to know is though. How okay? It was only two minutes and seventeen seconds. Yes. Well, I mean, you can still fly an airplane on. A, most airplanes are on autopilot anyway. We learned from those two pilots that flew off course because they weren't paying attention for ten minutes. You know what I mean? They were like, off course for an hour. Okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because they were so, checking Facebook, weren't they? Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, so they were listening like to that. the Fanboy Planet podcast. So what go. pilot? You know, of a major jet's gonna be all. <laughs> And then crash. I mean, maybe well, on the you way just, down. You just did it. Your head just fell forward, right? I'm just saying, though. But that's you know what pilots still driving on the stick. I mean, sure. usually it's all autopilot. I don't know. Well, there'd be some number of them that are going to be landing. There'd or be a coming couple. in for. I mean, because I'd say when like the the major destruction you saw was in downtown L.A. Right. So I could assume that those were planes flying into LAX or yeah. or, had, or Burbank just taken care of, or Burbank. You know, close enough. You know, and I liked there was a subtle thing of like they're re- having to rebuild the, the White House uh, or the, the Senate building, I guess, because because uh, it's uh, you know there's clearly something crashed into the into the into that building, right? And they don't say it. I mean, I like the subtle acknowledgments, but I think on a personal level, I can't believe that we don't have any characters other than the one guy from Pirates of the Caribbean whose wife that because I think what doctor, what hot blonde doctor is going to fall in love. With a with a nerd from Stanford, yes, I said it. Um, at least they had Palo Alto right. They referenced it. Um, that um, what talk is going to fall in love with a man who abandoned essentially abandoned his autistic son and is only becoming a good dad because his wife is dead. His wife is now dead. Yeah. yeah. Who starts the whole Some thing? Some bimbo who wants to get back at her alky husband. Okay. And the, and the other thing was just I, a rebound. I really, I really am not buying the politician who puts all the scrutiny on people's recollections from their flash forwards, as if okay, so why are you being so? I mean, even the fact that he was hiding a little bit of it because he was drunk, but that I didn't get a, I didn't get the other than she's being a uh, a jerk about things. Well, until she said it. It had not occurred to me that they were making a deal that everybody's flash forward was crystal clear. Yeah, I thought everybody was treating it dreamlike, especially because the doctor kept saying, like, "Well, they keep showing it kind of dreamlike too." But they show his over and over again. Yeah, Yeah. but there's no difference between the way his looks and anybody else's. So, and we'll see. There's been a lot of behind the scenes turmoil. Now we know David Goyer is going to run it on his own, and that why is there behind the scenes stuff or turmoil? Turmoil because they it was. Brennan Braga created it with David S. Goyer and Mark Guggenheim, who'd been writing the, uh, I think, writing Moon Knight. Okay. Uh, um, and he's a crime novelist or had done other TV show stuff. And he's a good writer. But they didn't like the direction it was going, so they fired Mark Guggenheim. And they said, David S. Goyer can be solo. And I think that's a big mistake because if nobody's writing herd on David S. Goyer, he throws out a lot of really good ideas. But I think this is a guy whose track record is every time you let him do a project solo – it turns it into uh, I know who killed me. Uh, Blade Trinity, uh, the Unborn. Unborn. That's what I was thinking and, of. And no, and there was also a movie about a guy, a kid who died and then was trying to solve oh, his own murder. The, un, the Invisible. The, that's it. Was the that what Invisible. It was? I th- I think so. So 
you know, that was, it, it's like. Yeah, I, stuff people don't see. I respect his talent because obviously he wrote The Dark Knight and, and or plotted The Dark Knight. And, and plotted, Blade, and, the first and, Blade. And plot, and, yeah, but when it was just him and he gets Blade Trinity, that's the worst of them. Oh, yeah. And then the I TV think he series. was just trying to nail Jessica Biel, really. That's why Blade Trinity sucked. But you know what I'm going to say, Mr. Goyer? I respect your efforts. You know, sometimes you just got to go for it. You just yeah, have yeah, to. Especially okay, well, when it's Jesse Beale. You see, know what I mean? I don't know if you can tell this, people, but suddenly the tenor of the of the podcast went down to the gutter level. Lon and I just went down there. Cause, well, that's why we have Shop Boy. Because our moral, our moral compass had to take a little quick quick little break, and look what happened. What it's a shame. Nothing. You don't want to know. If you have me to keep you in line, you're in. You're in I know. It's just going to be a surprise. Okay. Where are How about do, Heroes? I have to do an edit at 59 minutes Not necessarily. In. Okay. Uh, what about Heroes? You you wanted to talk about it? I still don't care. You're not the, caught up on it? The more I read, uh, not even knowing what's happening plot-wise, the less I... You know who's caught damn. up on it and he's not here? Mr. Nate Costa. Uh, okay. That guy religiously goes and watches it every month. Does, does he, he enjoy it? He, he also buys Hulk and hates that. I don't know, but he watches it. They did a it. whole episode. The last episode, everything was about Hero going back to change time again with Charlie. Remember Charlie? Yes. Jema Mays, who's on Glee. Right. And... I'd forgotten that she was Charlie. I I'd actually had, you know, it's been a while since she was right. uh, second season, I think. And he'd already uh, first season, first season. So he'd yeah. already done this thing about trying to go back in time and Wait, save her. Wait, but didn't she die they even, they of even an wrote aneurysm? A novel, right? Called Saving, Saving Charlie. Charlie, right? But uh, didn't she I didn't die read. from a yeah. brain aneurysm and not like killed by anybody? No, Sarah right. killed her. No, no well, he was gonna kill her, yeah. and then he stopped it. And then she died anyway. That was the tragedy. Oh, I, thought, I thought she... He I, went back in time to prevent Siler from okay, killing... Right? right? Do I remember that right? She had a brain aneurysm. And so how do you go back and save her from spoiler brain Spoiler alert. We're going to spoil the hell out of this for the next go two ahead. minutes. So you can jump ahead two or three minutes. Everybody hates heroes it. anyway. Okay, so without going into great detail, Hero makes Siler fix her. <laughs> And then she realizes that she was supposed to have died, and the hero's done a bad thing. And she comes back as a blackest night and zombie. So she leaves him, Black Lantern, for all of about a minute, and then comes back and says, "Oh, you did it for me. That's all right. I don't care. You can blow away time continuity if you want." Ah, well, we've still got a girlfriend stuck in an alternate future that disappeared. That's true, so. but she's not affecting. That's an alternate future in the future, and we'll tell her that. Yeah, I know. Which one is? Charlene, I or Charlie, I don't watch the, the show. waitress in the, the, in, in the, the first the series. Or? No, she's the one who has the um, memory. She's yes. she's like Wikipedia. Ah, everything she she can learn a language like that. Anything she reads just sticks. And hero fell and in actually, love with her, her, her power starts going haywire. She becomes like one of those Bing Google ads where oh. they where people just start saying things out loud about uh, hot moms. The moms rea- wear jeans to match their exactly. jeans. Right, right, right. I hate those. Right. So she turns into one of those for a couple of seconds. I recognize those commercials. She's, They're me. So uh, just an awful, sure. awful story. I mean, I've been so forgiving of this show. You have, and you and are. But you're forgiving I, of a lot of. Shows. I think you I are the most forgiving television watcher. Yeah. You give a lot of chances. Under the age of seventy, I'm a, You are the I'm most forgiving television watcher I've ever seen. But I, and I desperately wanted like, this thing. Fool me thrice, but, shame on Rick. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like fool me two dozen times on this show. <laughs> fool me after I Actually, bought the but, I bought the complete DVD set. Mm. But you know what's what's intriguing about this is the carnival. 
the carnival aspect because I just love carnivals super- are always fun when I, they're creepy. I love supernatural carnival stories. I love Ray Bradbury. I love Stephen King when he does it, and this has got this element of it that's coming that keeps me wanting to come back to this that part of the story. They just spent way too much time with Hero in this one, so. I say that's my cut rant. it loose, NBC. Rant. You're broke anyway. That's what I feel. Yeah, I don't. More Chuck. More Jay Leno. I used to feel like I, up until about a month ago, I felt like I'm going to take the time. I'm going to catch up on this damn show. And no one can give me a compelling reason to do it. So now I feel like, well. I want you to be as scarred as I am. So go no, ahead and do it. I watched Flash Gordon. No, I watched Flash I Gordon. I never with recommended you. Flash Gordon. No, but I'm a scar. You were you. way behind Flash. You were more, <laughs> much more forgiving of Flash Gordon I, than I No, I wasn't. Was. I just kept giving it a chance because guys, like, guys, really, it's okay. We can hate our Together. Own yeah, we have about Clone Wars. I don't hate it actually. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm not they, caught up, but they just started the rise of the I bounty hunters. St- I still love watch uh, the new bounty hunters. Pretty cool. The cowboy hat guy? Yeah. Bane, Kane, Bado, Bado Bane, Bado Bane. It's something Bane. Kane or Bane? Kane, Bane. I want to say it's a it's a Bane, but maybe it's a Kane. Bane, Kane. It couldn't be Kane. Kane just seems too somehow on the I think we have identified him, though. Yeah. The other way. But either way, the Rise of Bounty Hunter is a cool idea. But he had a – did you guys see that episode where – they were trying to get some hollow cube or something. No, I did not see it. And uh, Bane basically set him up for a trap. Yeah. And I was like sitting there going, wow, this guy's actually, you know, holding his own with some Jedi. It was almost like Sergio Grones. Sergio Leone. Leone um, plot line. Western, maybe. Yeah, yeah. kind of. What were you going to say, Shopway? I was going to say, it's a trap! We- I, thank you. Thank you. I'm thank glad you, Akbar. That we for Akbar, that. yeah. yeah. I, I cannot talk about Star Wars and have somebody say trap without saying that. It's okay. compulsive. You and every other fanboy. Thank you. You got yeah, a nice yeah. little twitch in the eye when you said that, too. Right. Yeah. Like he and your gills him. inflared a little, too. So. Yeah. And we just dipped him in tartar sauce, and he won't be hurt again. Mm. Did we talk about V yet? Calamari. No, I was going to say Clone you know, So there's some excitement about Clone Wars. We, we don't know. Okay. Um, I like Clone Wars. I will stick with it. Okay, that's good. V. V debuted last night. I have not yet watched it. Did you watch it last night? I watched it today. Okay. Hold on. I'm caught up. And so I I am too. I don't feel like there's any spoiler necessarily that you can no, give me because no. it, it seemed to me it's pretty straightforward. that it followed much of the original. So uh, speaking of With which, a couple of twists. Speaking of which, all this past weekend, the Sci-Fi Channel's been running a marathon of oh, the original series. I wish I would have known that. And I've been catching love little Mark bits Singer. of it. And I had forgotten how much I hated the way they just stretched out the storyline in that. In the TV series? In the TV series. The TV series was kind of weak, but the two miniseries were kick-ass. Yeah. Once they got into once they got into the uh, kind of Star Wars versus the Rebel Alliance on Earth stuff in the TV series, they Well, the thing is, is, I mean, the, the weakest thing about the series, and I was a huge V fan when I was a kid, was they, they, they had this story where it was supposed to be V, the final battle, where they were winning against the things. Right, and right. That w- it wasn't supposed to go to series, but it became so popular that they were like, let's make it a series. So the series back. was kind of just and the series a weak attempt. And they did not have the same behind-the-scenes creative team either. Oh, really? Was Different taken, team? The series was taken yeah. away from the original producer. It you could tell like, by the production values of the... Yeah, it felt like... The, remember the old uh, Planet of the Apes miniseries they put out, which yes. was terrible? I actually have the entire uh, c- series on DVD. We'll see. There you go. But I'm just saying it was kind of like it that. It is terrible. So, it is terrible. Yeah, but the the actual miniseries were awesome because they actually were leading towards an end where 
you know. I'll give you that. And they were shorter. I mean, they were, it was a much Well, they were block. like, what, two, they were like four-hour, like two night, two, two night, hour, two, two hour, four-hour miniseries. Yeah, right. they were like events, and it was right. kind of cool. So right, right, right. right. Don't yeah. know so, they, so what's funny about last night's premiere of V is that Sci-Fi Channel was kind of wrapping up their their retrospective on the original series, and they ran the last episode a half an hour into the oh. new V. What a well, bunch of punks. you know what? Sci-Fi is owned by Universal, which owns, owns NBC. NBC yeah. ah. V was on ABC last night, yeah. even though it was originally an NBC series. Wait, ah. how did they... Uh, Coincidence? Bitter? A tad. Can someone tell me how they wrapped up the original V series? Actually, the... No, I remember they created this red dust that like, that was the end of the that was the final battle. The red yeah. dust was that the red, but then they I keep the, the red dust in the series. I don't know the red. I don't think so. Uh, what I remember most, and I and I hated the imagery of it because it was just so stupid. Was it was like it, the final battle like ended up being over Albuquerque, not actually over Albuquerque, but I mean it's they, the only way they could get the red dust up was through hot air balloons. Mm. So it was like this, yay, we've defeated them, and we've got balloons. <laughs> uh, you know, sort of like the old San Jose is growing up, and we've got a train set. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it seemed childlike. Yeah, yeah. but th- back then it was like the 80s. They didn't have any cool CGI or any other. So let's get balloons. It okay. worked, didn't it? It did work. Well, sure. Kind of. The it, visitors are not our friends And anymore. the point was that man, even with its limited technology, could still take down an alien thank, invasion. Thank you, HG Wells. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about the new show, though. Uh, I, you know, I actually kind of liked it. Um, but I think I liked it more because I was a fan of the old one. Yeah. And watching it going, oh, that's right. There was a chick and she... There's like elements of all the original characters are back, but they're now just kind of spread out and misplaced. You know, yeah, so I, I, I liked it. I liked it from the... St- I liked the first part of it. Mm-hmm. And I, then they kind of – it was almost like they were trying to do a synopsis of what the show is going to be about. Well, it's the, the first pilot. Episode. That's what every pilot does. Yeah, yeah. but it, you don't have to give me give it all away. In the first. They did they, – they showed the, the lizard skin under the human skin. And they, yeah, all right, and here's what we're going to do. But is, that's what they had – it's a pilot that's only one hour, whereas the first V only, was a two-hour yeah, miniseries. And we're only going to see the first four hours – Right for a while, so they're going to show them in November, and then it's going to take like a two to three month hiatus, and they're going to bring it back when they feel they need they have another hole in their schedule. Okay. Uh, what I thought interesting about the casting was we have Morena Baccarin, you have uh, who Alan, is gorgeous, you have Alan and Sinister, you have Alan Tudyk, you, you have Elizabeth Mitchell from Lost. Yeah. And what I'm seeing Mitchell. is it's kind of interesting. This is a blonde girl. No, I couldn't remember her last name. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting how we've got these two two uh, strata. Of sci-fi horror actors and actresses, because you've been ghettoized. Sci-fi like keeps using the same right, actors right, over right, and over yeah. in their series. And then there's if you're upper scale, if you're on one of the big networks, you're going to still keep getting cast in sci-fi stuff. That's why I kind of think Castles is interesting because Nathan Fillion will probably be better known for that, sure, than to the than mainstream at all than having done Buffy for Buffy. Yeah. By the way, he did announce that he has seen the script for the sequel to Doctor Horrible, and that he. Uh, he is in it as as Captain Hammer, so cool. awesome. we can, can be I, excited. You know, I just thought of this the other day. Nathan Fillion, is he not this generation's Robert Urich in a weird way? I am okay with that because Isn't I that? dug Robert Urich. But, I mean, you know how he was kind of that everyman, Joe, average Well, have guy? you watched Castle? I've only seen clips of it. I haven't seen you the whole want, thing. Just watch an episode yeah. of Castle because what I like about Castle, it, you know, it, it's a goofy series on one level. 
but he is really he's not an actor I would have predicted saying I believe him as a concerned dad as yeah. a guy who knows he's screwed up a lot right. and trying to overcome those mistakes it's like he really brings a, a complexity that series doesn't need but he does it anyway I like the scene with his daughter where <clears throat> he's going she's saying look I'm I'm more competent I'm more competent than you are when it comes to all the responsibility stuff you don't have to be worried about me and he goes you know please understand this is the first time i've been a father you know let me give and me it's a- obviously true yeah but <clears throat> that's what i love about it you throw in this wild wild universe and and there are things where he's playing a really great range and probably honestly a greater range than his sci-fi roles ever really allowed him true because you end up being uh, a stere- not a stereotype, but an well, archetype. Well, you know what? Speaking of always <clears throat> using the networks or whatever, he was an ABC boy back from Two Guys in a Pizza Joint or whatever that place he was, was called. Oh, that's right. He was on that. Yeah. yeah. So he's he got in an ABC. Yeah. He was the other, back, the back to V. Yeah. Back to V. I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. So sure. Hit me. Uh, Hit me, baby. One more They time. haven't given her a name, have they? Anna. The, the, the Marina Baccarin. Anna. Her name's Anna? Anna. Okay. The leader of the V's. Anna, that's all? Okay. The so, they don't so give her a last name. The leader of the V's? Anna Leibowitz. I don't know. Okay, so did, <laughs> you, get, did you get anything funny with her eyes? Uh, well, she blinks a little bit, but she, I don't know. She, does a, she doesn't blink for a long time, and then she does a double blink. Like, like a lizard? A lizard blink. It's all, I, I, I thought that that was her the trying to get across. It's very subtle. Here's the one thing I noticed that bothered me. Uh... I know they're trying to assimilate, we you know, with the humans and everything and trying to look all that. But right. what I liked about the when the original Vs showed up, they all were wearing those red uniforms and they well, all... In the original series. And this one, like, her right-hand man has got a suit and a tie. Know, yeah, it's like... And I was like sitting there going, oh, they have really ties trying, in the other... No, universe. they're really just trying to fit in. But I, I, I think when I look at the production design, again, haven't watched the episode, but I saw a couple clips and went, and what I think is... If the original was talking about and in the 80s, that would have been, you know. I mean, Michael Jackson and Eddie Murphy were wearing uniforms close to that uh, as entertainers. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but they leather. all had like a style that was. But now what other, I see, what I, I see is more this is trying to be the, the assimilation, right. the, the lulling us into a false sense of security. Well, you have Is gotten. a lot more directly, seems a lot more spiritual. Oh, and its yeah. approach. Yeah, it's well, a little more you, religious. What yeah. you haven't gotten out of this is definitely faith is a. Or belief, I think they say, devotion. is the most devotion is the most powerful thing, the most powerful weapon they have. The fact that they've been here longer than just this ship landing. Yeah, that's the new chi- the twist that I did pick up in and reading that, spoilers. And, yeah. and I like that. And that there's a that apparently that makes a heck of a lot more sense to me. If you're going to invade, you don't just come in guns blazing. There are terrorists cell as well. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the and, metaphor but, has that's changed. Total secret invasion. And the that's metaphor total, has changed. Yeah. Yes. I like that, but at the same time, one of the things that made V for me was the whole Nazism total sure, angle. Sure, and that's going to be the, the co-opting of the youth into the brown right. shirt. But I mean, they're not they pulling as, well. as much. That was like my favorite moment from the original when the old man took the spray can out of the kid's hand, right? And you know, basically told him, "Oh, V for victory," and stuff like that. And you're like, "Oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. cool." But that's kind of missing from this version. But, oh, but I think I'll give it time. I think it's it. But you know, what I'm saying, or the kids is, informing on the is parents. honestly the times have changed. And, they are a changing, and but truthfully, the last eight years in this country, with things like the Patriot Act and so oh, forth, yeah. we've had that kind of terror 
I, you know, that or I shouldn't say that that kind of unease, and our own government had seemed to be, and I shouldn't say, I, I mean, we'll say this: Obama hasn't actually done that much to reverse that. Mm-mm. So the, those programs are still in place, and they're still gaining in power because he so, wants to peep on all the. Oh, we'll we'll talk about this. Yeah, after. yeah. Nobody wants nobody in power wants to get rid of those skills. I I I'll tar both Democrats and, and Republicans on that. And say, you know, well, I'm just saying he's keeping it so he can spy on all these fools who are in office, so then he can go, you know, take them down. Well, <clears throat> sure, we want them to have that power when they're people we trust. No, I don't want the, anyone to have no, that power. No, no one should. That's what I'm saying. I'm I trying, agree. I'm trying to speak facetiously. Let me go back to nobility. I think you were just speaking facetiously. Okay, so so uh, close on V. Uh, for me, it's still the the story's still a little bit out there. I'm not I'm not I'm not totally sold on this series. I I really am going to be tired if it's going to terribly focus on this this ragtag bunch of uh, but that's what the original fighters. was all the time. I mean, yeah, you got to do it different. You got to mix it up. If it's the same way as it was in the original series, I'm not. Gonna eh, then why different. bother? Then it's why different. bother? I don't you know, know. you got to reimagine to some some degree. So I. Maybe next week I'll be able to come back and talk about it a, yeah. with a little more expertise. I enjoyed it, but it was more from a nostalgia point of view. Yeah, because the whole time I was sitting there going, "Okay, I remember in the original, the blonde chick was she an FBI? She was a reporter. The blonde chick, the was blonde chick, yeah. but wasn't Mark Singer a cameraman? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because that was there's a scene where he goes up to the mothership and he gets the pictures. Right, of right. Jane I remember Ballard that. And, and Mr. Rat. Singer, if you're listening, why don't you come you. by? Yeah, we love you. We do. No, but did you watch Community last week? I did. The Batman episode, the, the Halloween Master. party. And Chevy Chase came dressed as the Beastmaster. Nice. And I was I was I was kinda cold on this series and then I watched that episode and I had to go back and watch all the other episodes. It's my because, new favorite show. Because awesome. that was so did you watch it? I haven't caught it yet. The one guy was dressed as Batman and he did this dead on Christian Bale impersonation. It ends with a monologue about why <laughs> Batman doesn't celebrate Halloween, and it is so damn funny. Because I'm sleeping. No, I'm not <laughs> sleeping. I'm out patrolling. I never sleep. I'm patrolling out. the night. <laughs> Crime never takes a holiday. <laughs> it, was, it is so good. It was okay. so funny. I'll have to go back. And so, watch um, it. Yeah. and you get to see Chevy Chase trip, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, he yeah. takes he takes the wrong drug. So, what did you give me, man? My mouth's dry, and I want to I want to kiss everybody. What'd you give me? My heart stopped ra- or stopped racing, and, and, I, and, I, and I can't, and I can't and stop I can't, peeing. No, he's all, and I can <laughs> and I can't pee. I can't yeah. pee. <laughs> so one of the younger community college kids is like, "What? Are you, what drugs are you taking?" And he's trying to be cool, but he's trying to hide his Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday medication. <laughs> Great, it's show. a good, good show, funny okay. show. So I got, I got to say, and I've already put the article up, but this, the Magic Mailbox, really delivered. Seasons one and two of the Walt Disney Treasures, kind of their limited edition. Listen stuff. to this, folks. It's in a tin. That's just season one. I got season one and season two. Now, what year but is that wait, from? 1957 and 1958. Uh, I can't get it. Oh, there's remastered. Didn't, didn't they make a Zorro series in like 70s and 80s? Yeah, for there Walt was Disney? one, but that's not Disney. No, Disney didn't do it. Oh, I thought Disney did. Because like um, Wonderful World of Disney, didn't they have that? And yeah, there's an irony as you were talking about some network stuff. They find out, in, and yes, I get it. You get a neat little pin with the cross swords. I'm sure you're going to put that on your high suit I'm totally coat. Gonna, oh, I'm totally going to wear this. A great picture of Guy Williams. Um, and I really, I sat down Saturday night and I had to watch like five episodes in a row. I said, because it's amazingly economical in a storytelling. And I look at Disney Channel stuff and go, well, after I I took my son out trick-or-treating and my wife was taking my daughter out someplace else. Oh, okay. And so I'm watching and I I just fell in love with this series. So economical. 
And I w- in its writing, I Had wish a good soundtrack too, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, each each episode individually scored. Like they composed a new, you know, a yep. new soundtrack for each episode, and, and uh, thirty nine episodes per season. So thir- wow. you get thirty nine episodes for six disc collection. It's a documentary on the history of Zorro. Leonard Maltin's gushing all over the place on it. And there's a history of Guy Williams on the second season, um, but it really comes down to. I mean, this is just this is just superhero. Uh, right, uh, right. You know, storytelling that's not insulting. I look at Disney Channel shows now and go, "Why can't you do an adventure that it has its moments of goofiness, they have comic relief, but not in a way that feels like, oh, now we're going to stop the action dead and, and it, teach you a lesson and have the stupid character like you know even like, I don't know I'm trying to think of adventure shows like the Power Rangers whatever that Disney has produced. There's a, there's a comic relief character who stands out so starkly mm-hmm. from the rest of everything else that's going on that it's hard for me to get this. This all is just really smooth. I just want a Disney show where there's not a pregnant teen in the cast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's um, in the Disney Legends series. Disney Walt Disney Treasures. Treasures so series. Part so they're the things that they think they're not going to sell as many of. So they kind of they make it more expensive. It's they limited put it to in a thirty thousand. Uh, 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 I think thirty thousand pieces. Issues. And it's a shame. I, but I. And I, I I think it, it would be an uphill battle if it was a regular release that they really touted because it is black and white. And here's the weird thing. I picked this up from watching the documentary. Actually, ABC and Disney sued each other. The reason there's only two, two seasons of what was actually the most popular show on television at the time is Walt Disney wanted to shoot the third season in color, uh-huh. and ABC wouldn't put up the bucks. So then they sued each other to determine who really owns Zorro. No one owns this Because Zorro. if ABC could win, then they'd do, they would have done a black and white third season. Who won? Neither. So and then the, we all lose. The show when was Zorro's off the air. For, off the, air the show was wins. off the air for two years, and then they took eight scripts that would have been the, for the beginning of, of season three, and they made them into into four one-hour films that and went then on Batman the Disneyland was born. show. That's kind of interesting, because about the same time was when they did The Cisco Kid. And The Cisco Kid was originally broadcast in black and white, but everything was shot in color. Oh, so that's interesting. Anticipating right. but this, the, I think, the time when it would thing, be shown in color. The thing is that everything was shot on the Disney back lot, and he had it shot like a movie, so it really does still work. Yeah. The problem is that some of the attitudes, obviously, towards the Native Americans is kind of paternalistic, but he still is fighting for justice for everyone. And the thing is, I would love to see a superhero film that does exactly what this does for its half-hour pilot, and in the first five minutes, there's no deep soul-searching. He just goes, they show that he's a master swordsman, as Don Diego de la Vega. He says... Crap, things aren't great. I'm going to get in trouble if I'm Don Diego de la Vega. Somebody's got to do something. All right, I'm just going to become Zorro. Right. And there's no agonizing except for once he says, and I have to pretend to my father that I'm useless, uh, that I'm useless, and I, he doesn't want that. He, well, he's not as foppish as, as he is okay. in other versions. This is more he's bookish, and he's just – he wants to negotiate. He's a cooperative uh, – he, he negotiates yeah. by day. And, and seems to be cooperating, and then by Nighty Zorro. Yeah. And it's like, there's no angst to it. There's no. It just gets right down to telling the story. Because angst didn't exist back in the 50s. <laughs> At least not in well, media. I, you know, but, but I, think that's, to an extent. I think that's to an extent that's really true. And I'd like to see something this sincere kind of just come back. It, but it can't exist in the modern storytelling anymore because your fans expect more or whatever. And then they all complain. I know, I'm just saying that. Because it's like, why can't you just be a bad guy? Or why can't you just be a good guy? I mean, the villain in the first arc of Zorro is, is, I want to be the richest man in California. That's it. 
There's no, you know, I was What's beaten wrong as a with child. That? Yeah, exactly. It's it's very clear cut. Sounds Republican. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. Probably. Anyway, so so thank you, Magic Mailbox. Thank you. Thank you, Disney. Yes. Um, and so we should be Wait, does he fight any Jews in that? Uh, only only Spaniards. Oh, okay. Just check. Anyway, um, it's okay. You're going to edit that out anyway. So I'm going to throw out a challenge to you guys this week. Uh, Fanboy fan challenge. Uh, challenge. The next couple of weeks, take challenge. a look around and say, before, what do they call that, Black Friday? Yeah, right. the day after Thanksgiving. Day, the day after Thanksgiving. Let's get an episode that we talk about before the day after Thanksgiving when people shop. Gifts, gifts for fanboys? Gifts for fanboys. Okay. Because I'm looking around. I'm seeing a lot of stuff. I'm going to say right now, this Walt Disney Treasure, is this Zorro collection is one that I would say absolutely. If you've got a guy, someone who is of, of more uh, esoteric tastes, uh-huh. this is going to, you know, who can sit through black and white. I mean, if you've got little kids that go black and white, boring, no. Yeah. But I'm going to, I showed my son some of it and he got pretty excited. So. Uh, this is like my first I've recommendation got one of the season. Yeah, what would you recommend? Have you seen the Captain America hoodie sweatshirt? Good Lord, no. Yes. Is this awesome. the Mark Echo? Uh, is this the Mark Echo one? Or I don't know if it's Mark. Is it Where Mark would Echo? I find it? Mark Echo's doing the Star Wars. Movie. Where would I find okay. it? I don't know, but somebody wore it to the Halloween costume or party on. So it's a hoodie with the Captain America hood and the eye holes. Hood pulls over with eye holes. Yeah. And it's uh, I think it was uh, 80spartytees.com. Oh, so you, okay, so we'll look for that. All right. Mark Echo's doing a bunch of Star Wars ones where the hoodie you know comes what? over over it, the front. It zips and it, up. It zips yeah. up over the head. The and then no, they'll have yeah, some kind of here. visor with metallic You know um, what? I, I sent Nate a link. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. That'd be great because I'd like to put together some, again, ahead of the it's season. It's awesome. And uh, allegedly. Remember the, Bob, the Boba Fett one? They've redone that one with yeah. a better, better hood. Stop! You could cut glass with my nipples right now. It's yeah. enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll we'll be looking at gifts over the next couple of weeks, <laughs> and uh, so we'll be building up the gift guide. So, if, and if, if any readers have suggestions, write in to editor. Hey, by the way, and if you want to enter the ma- the Hatter M contest, editor at fanboyplanet.com. Questions, complaints, compliments, comments. If you need some glass cut, editor at fanboyplanet.com. Hair tips from the shop boy. In the meantime. I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of Fanboy Planet. Uh, I'm Chris the Shop Boy. This is Lon Hates Hard Nipples Lopez. <laughs> That's not true. Lon Hot Plate Lopez. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers only for good. good. Careful, hot plates. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Now we're recording. Say that again. The mics are hot. We're live. So you'd like me to get off my ass and move under the chair? Yes. You should take the big chair, the editorial chair. The comfy chair. His respect. The comfy chair. The comfy chair. And Chris will poke you with. Cardinal Fang. Never know. What did he poke with? A pillow. It's still not done. A pillow. Put him on the rack. Dish. Drip rack. 
Yeah. Actually, I went to Torquemada in high school. Yeah. I went to Montreux, but I took an old-style 45 record rack, and that was only two people, two other students got Got it, joke. yeah. But you've been friends with them for life ever since. No? no? You just said, oh, you guys are too nerdy for me. No, no. Uh, no, they were, it was, one was a cool kid. He's actually now a reporter for the New York Times, which I just recently discovered. So you could walk up to him and remind him of the rack? You see him on the street? I don't see him. He's a reporter for the New York Times. I don't live in New York. Oh, yeah, if you're in New York, I've never he's been out here New York. investigating some story. I, I, a fanboy planet exclusive. There you go. Don't think it's going to happen. Long could go crazy, kill somebody, they'd come to us for comments. <sighs> that is going to happen, isn't it? Oh, my God. Long's going to snap. Will he kill Sharnold? <laughs> He'll snap again. Do, 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 do. Okay. Well, he'll snap again. You're right. He's already snapped. The first time, it seemed so harmless. So, um, I th- let's see. What should we do? Uh, I sent you mail this morning. I know. You just didn't like any of it? No, I, I, I emailed you back. I said I would add I thought we should probably discuss Superman's secret origin because it was still trying to straighten out that Legion thing. Later that same afternoon, Batman and Doc Savage, Batman with guns, yeah. Superman's secret origin number two. I did read that one too. Uh, Lobo movie, Lobo comic, V, Zorro. The monster? The monster said he probably wasn't going to come. The big old white truck. Yeah. Hey. Doesn't he have the big old white truck? He does. He does. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Yes, I said it. You're still fine. Oh, okay. We just need to get another chair. Um, Flash forward. Oh, Anthony Hopkins joined Thor. As Odin. As Odin, yeah. Ah. Eye patch. Not necessarily. Didn't start out that way in the Wait. comics. Mm. Fair enough. Did he, didn't he give his eye to get hugging and mugging? Yeah. 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 But they. But Stan Lee wrote that later on in the like when Odin right. first appeared. It was he was too eyed. They made it a big epic arc. Right. Thing. Did you get flash forward? I've caught up on, on Flash Forward, yes. Okay, so we can talk about that. Yeah, I uh, saw so Christmas hey, Carol. Hey, dude. Hello. What's oh. with the shaved head, man? You're scary. That's his Halloween costume. We get chill It's no oh, longer you shaved. Your hair grows fast. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Could you possibly have some sort of tea dispensing device installed here? Because that would be that would be great if we could get I, if we could get hot tea. I will talk to the management about a honeyed tea. Would dispenser. you get like a hookah? I did want to comment in the V. We should make a footnote about the Sci-Fi Channel running running the old yeah. series over the new one. Yeah. Okay. I uh, was going to flash forward Heroes V. Are you watching Clone Wars anymore? Uh, new ones aren't come or they back start till this Friday, right? No, they start tomorrow. Uh, tonight. Didn't they have a? Tonight? Didn't they have some series of? No, yeah, it started dark, last week. That yeah, cowboy the, guy. The rise of the bounty hunter oh. started last Friday. Oh, yeah. did it? I thought it was November yeah. or something. Okay. And the DVDs came out. Yeah. Okay. Did you oh, watch it? No. Then the answer would be no, you're not watching it. No, but I thought Lawn was. So. Ah. Okay. I thought there was, there's room to comment on it. And, and I'm going to say, again, I've watched it sporadically and my problems are the same as they were. But if you take it on its own and, and divorce it from anything else you know about continuity, I think it's a very entertaining show. It's fun. Yeah, but if it's divorced from continuity, I have the problem of 
I'm rooting for a bunch of people that I know are going to turn killers. I never liked divorce. And I want to use that line later. <laughs> when it's divorce from continuity. How many times has Debbie tried? That's what I want to know. Did I miss a Blackest Night or no? I don't know. Number four came out last week. Yeah. Okay, that's probably what I missed. This is a phrase. Did I fall asleep? Yes. Would you like a treatment? <laughs> <laughs> mean anything? I'm sort of. I'm, all, I'm not too far behind on Dollhouse. Did I, I, I watched Epitaph 1. Yeah? I finally found somebody. You watched Epitaph Somebody pirated it. Uh, if I was able to find a pirated edition of Epitaph 1, my God, that was so good. Yeah, Have you watched it, it yet? Yeah. Of what? Dollhouse. The, the, Ditch the, the tech. The fabled 13th episode, the one set 10 years in the future. Wow. That's great sci fi. I want a t shirt that says Ditch the tech. Yeah. Great, great. Um, so, Lon, let's get you on that one. These mics are all messed up for everybody. So, can you connect Zorro to Friends in two? This version of Zorro? No, Zorro. This version of Zorro? Zorro in general? Or Captain Oh, no. Ross dressed as Zorro for one Halloween. Oh, no. That wasn't it. Uh, it was actually, it's, uh, it's, it's a bleak. It doesn't work. Uh, because Are you guy, the guy Williams, guy Williams, lost in space, lost in space. Uh, Matthew LeBlanc, friends. That's three. But it doesn't quite work because Matthew LeBlanc was right. a different version of yes. it. And I know. Oh no! You know why it does work? Because the rest of the Lost in Space cast did make cameos yeah, in that did. remake. Oh, you're right. But guy he Williams, was dead. Had, he was dead. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't terrible. But my it wasn't a terrible God, remake. He's I've, handsome. I have a man crush on a long dead man. He is so charming. I've got uh, the original TV airing of Lost in Space series on VHS. And June Lockhart was pretty hot. Oh, yeah. That silver. Her daughter was pretty hot, too. Yeah. Here, take my 16-year-old daughter on the chariot on Mars for hours at a time. Yep. Unattended. In a slinky silver wrap popcorn yep. popping outfit. You gotta love it. Obvious pedophile doctor. Here's my son. <laughs> Obvious pedophile doctor. He was not a pedophile. Don't you mock Doctor Smith? But he was so mincing and boy he was hungry. he was so smitten with that that siren of space out outside. Oh, yeah. Doctor. His defense is as I love because he was actually from the Bronx. So um, <laughs> are we talking character or actor? Jonathan Harris was Jonathan actually Harris from the Bronx. The Bronx. And so Kevin, Kevin Burns, not Ken Burns, Kevin Burns, the guy who produces the, the Girls Next Door, owns all the rights to the Irwin Allen stuff, including Lost in Space. And he was basically um, kind of the, care, uh, the ultimate fanboy turning over to being the companion of all these old people, Jonathan Harris. And um, when Yvonne DiCarlo died, it, it was uh, – he, he was quoted in there. So like he was – like he was the one visiting them in the old folks retired actors home and all that but as he told the story about Jonathan Harris saying you know the guy's from the Bronx and somebody said I always assumed you were from England and he said not British my boy just terribly affected <laughs> and I just love that that's great that's great <laughs> self-effacing and self-aggrandizing absolutely. at the same time absolutely and I'm just like and I quote that when I say People, they, get, they think I'm insulting them. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I think when you say, that's my honor to Jonathan Harris, who I loved, you know? Yeah. He was a great voiceover in his, in his later years, too. Let's get this in front of you. I still need to hear your voice, Lon. Oh. Hello, children. 
Hello, ladies. <laughs> okay. Well, hello. Now, like you're not trying to get arrested in a restaurant. Oh. Hey, careful, hot plates. Oh, now I know where I knew you from. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, can you hear yourself? Are yeah. You uh, hell, yeah, hell, hell. Did hell. you used to work at Acapulco? Acapulco? Yeah. See, si. that's you. Tia Maria's? Did you work at Tia Maria's? No. Oh, my friend oh, Jeff. It's okay. My friend Jefe, he worked at Tia Maria's. Oh, he's nice. He handed me a hot plate, did not tell me it was hot. He wanted Careful. to watch me burn my hand because I was on an evening out with his girlfriend. Careful, hot plates. Hang on. Admit it. I think I was adjusting myself. You watch dishes. Hey. Law and talk. Yes, hello. Hi, Rick. Oh, now Rick. I don't know you. Rick Bretschneider. I don't know you anymore. Yes, okay. Windows 7. Hello, Microsoft. I found I do have Thank the coupon you. for Windows 7. That's great. I'm excited. You should be. There's some weird thing I have to go through, like go to a website and check. and <laughs> the hazing ritual. I have to uh, wear a pig again? nose. Again? Yeah. No, I have uh, to use Microsoft products. I think that's hazing. No. Oh. 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 Wait a minute. Zing. You just started sounding a lot more like a little girl. Oh, I hate that. Okay. Shop boy. Yes. <laughs> Give me at least 15 seconds of continuous talking. Uh, I'm, I'm talking for 15 continuous seconds because that is what I've been instructed to do by Rick Bretschneider, my supreme overlord and master. There you go. That was only 14. I counted. Yeah. And Rick is going to be isolating that uh, sound clip and playing that I'm going to be lot. deleting that as soon as possible. <laughs> okay. My overlord and, and master. how do I sound? And if I talk into the mic, I sound a lot better. Okay. My overlord and master. Okay. What? So, do you have an opening line? I gotta get shut up. Okay. Two, three, four. Careful, hot plates. Okay, here we go. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen up, fanboys. This is a fanboy planet podcast.